BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. I guess Ari is actually a third leg man. Kate is a low-key fucking bitch. She's got... Most my heterosexual men don't go scarf. They all seem to have picked their dresses up at the Eyewitness News collection. Welcome back. It is the Bachelor Lifestyle Podcast from the ballerlifestyle.com. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining us each and every week to review the happenings on this season, Ari season. I don't know. I think it's like Bachelor 22 or something. I'm not even sure. Ari season of The Bachelor. I am joined, as always, by the amazing Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you? Hello, everybody. Also joining us, special guest this week is our very own Fancy Sauce. How are you, Fancy? Well, hello. I'm very well, thanks. So happy to have you here. You are, of course, the matriarch of all uh, Bachelor coverage on The Baller Lifestyle. So it is very much a treat to have you in this week to discuss hometowns. Um, A pretty weak hometowns episode, I thought. Um, I don't know what you thought, Jason. First first and so with. To highlight the four finalists, the four hometowns, we had Kendall, who is from Los Angeles, a.k.a. hashtag real place. Um, Then we had Tia, who was the second hometown. And again, we don't know what order these were filmed in. Uh, The second hometown was Tia, who's from Arkansas. And I I say that, that's an air quotes, because I'm not sure that's a real place that exists. It looked terrible. Um, Then they went to Becca's, Becca K, A, still on the show somehow for hometowns, two from a place called Minnesota that looked absolutely frigid and horrible. It looked like like the uh, tundra of of Alberta or something. Just, just an awful, awful place. And then, um, Lauren B Virginia beach where apparently they grow very fit, little tight, little packages in Virginia beach, which is a sort of a real place. Um, so, so we start with Kendall. Can I, can I kind of, yeah, jump in. Can I kind of summarize first of all, yeah, in get general, in um, hometowns are an episode that, you know, everyone looks forward to. It's a, it's a benchmark 
time of the season where the bachelor or bachelorette goes to the hometowns of the last four contestants. And I, this just hit me last night after all the years we've been doing this. Imagine how, how fucked up hometowns as a concept is that the TV producers force the bachelor to go to essentially three places and meet three sets of families that he he knows for sure he's not going to be with their daughter. I mean, I'm convinced, especially this season, that he already has one picked out. That means he had to go through the motions of three families and go through all the rigmarole, and the producers are just laying back there laughing at this shit because he has to do it. Yeah, he's basically saying, hey, how about I fly to whatever godforsaken city you're from I cruise in and I come over for dinner and lie to your mom for a while. Not only that, he's <laughs> asking these parents for their permission to have their daughter's hand in marriage. Yeah, he's like not even he's like not even I'm I'm probably not going to propose to your daughter, but in case I do, I just want to make sure it's cool. But here's the thing, this is what he signed up for. Every bachelor signs up for this. And I feel like nine times out of 10, the guy knows who he wants to choose. 100%. So, I mean, this is just part of yes. it. Too bad. So we start, we start off in LA, hashtag real place. And I don't know why they started us off with this hometown date because it was so disturbing. It was so unfortunate. Um, Ari meets up with Kendall. Kendall looking real good. I mean, she came out of nowhere this season. She was the weird taxidermy chick. All of a sudden, they they slow played her. She shows up the last couple episodes. She's super cute and fun. And he, he I figured something out by the way. I figured oh, what's something that? out. What's that? Tell um me. you need to you need to if you DVR this, you got to go back. Kendall somehow I I I'm just noticing this on Hometowns. She's got a set of legs on her, like a really nice set of she legs. She's showing so them But I finally figured it out. Ari, he's not an ass or a boob man at all. He kicked all he kicked all the curves off. He's a leg man. That's I just figured that out this episode. All I the mean, finalists have great legs. The A, there is no such thing as a leg man. Two, if there is a leg <laughs> man on the planet, it would be <laughs> It would be Ari. Imagine, imagine like the, the, you got your choice between ass and titties and you're like, I oh, know I'll take the legs. I oh, know I'm more into legs. Like that just, that's and not real. That's not, a, that's not be, a person on the planet. To be honest, to be consistent with my theory, I guess, I guess Ari is actually a third leg man. Oh, that's right. That felt very good. Oh, man, you really had that one saved up. Nice job, Jason. Um, so what'd you guys think about this date? They went and did practice taxidermy. It was so fucking weird and scary. Uh, Ari was freaked out. Kate, your thoughts? My thoughts are that when they cast this girl, they had this date in mind and they pushed her through until now. He was never going to choose her. She's so whatever to me. I don't think she's cute. Conspiracy Kate. I don't think she's cute. I hate the way she talks. I think she's cute. Um, she's real kind of whatever. She has like a bit of a yes. I don't know. Don't look at me. A little she's kind of common looking. Anyway, oh, oh my look, God. here's the thing. Here's the thing. They cast her for this hometown date. That's that's my thought. Also, so fucking gross. Like, so gross. 
so not sexy. Like, I don't know. Just, I don't, it's so weird. So Jason, we've covered on the show, you, you are the greatest contestant in the history of dating game shows. Of course, you were on Blind Date, the greatest dating game yes. show in the history of game, dating game shows. You are, you'll take one for the team. You are not afraid to go put yourself out there. Um, anybody that's seen your date knows that because you went to Splash's the gay hookup hot tub spot on your date and you got in the sure. water. I yes. used to live right around the corner from there. We 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 had a discussion about it last week because, right. and I used to pass it all the time and be like, I cannot imagine how skeevy that place yeah. is inside. Jason Stewart has been <laughs> in the water there, so your your game yes. to go there. Um, I am rat phobic, so they are all rodent phobic. I don't I don't want anything to do with anything dead. Really, um, they go they check out the taxidermy, which I, I'm cool with that. I'm cool with stuff things, but she's like, "Hey, we're gonna do some practice taxidermy," and they cruise in, and there's a table with deflated, bodiless rat fucking carcasses on the table. It's at that point, I'm out. Jason, do you go through with that? No, I don't. And I, I, I wrote it in my notes again. I think I tweeted about it last night. There is at no on no level whatsoever is taxidermic at all acceptable. It's no. fucking weird. I, this whole this whole angle that they're trying to play it up like it's just kind of a harmless hobby or something. It's fucking strange, and it runs against her because I think I've. She's one of the most rational, level-headed women that have been on this show. Yeah, like I agree. She, on this date, proves that she's not ready to marry him. Well, f- no shit. She's actually doing what normal people do. They've been on like four four dates total together, including the group dates, and she's just not ready yet, and she, ha- she keeps telling him that. And that's completely rational, and everything she says is very articulate and everything. The only thing that doesn't add up for this chick is the taxidermy. It's fucking disgusting. Agree. She's definitely got her shit together and she doesn't seem crazy, but you've got a weird fucking hobby girlfriend. Banging body. <laughs> Banging body. Super and cute. No one wants to know about your taxidermy. Like, honestly, it's keep weird. it under wraps. And then also at the end of the rat stuffing, the rats are like set up in this like wedding Jesus. scene. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. that? It was. It was so creepy. It was so disgusting. Um, and then they go out and like have a drink at the taxidermy place. And all I'm thinking is like, have they washed their fucking hands? No, like, like, what is that? I was like, and she's going to touch you with her rat hands later and vice versa. So creepy. Like I would not, I would not be interested in a dry rub from Kendall if she, if her hands were all ratty. She's not sexy and neither is her hobby. Oh no, I like her. I like her. I find her very attractive. I, I would rank her as probably one or one A of the final four. I'm, I mean, I need, I want to say you have bad taste, but you've picked me. So yeah, no, you're hot too. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to meet both of yeah. you halfway here. Look, she's not. Um, she's not very attractive. I'm not attracted to her, but man, she has a nice little body, belly button. Great down. body. I, Great. <laughs> I, I've become more and more an admirer of that. You're not. You're not a leg man, are you, Jason? I think this is where 
like men and different men and women are so different because you guys you're into her because she has a quote unquote fit body yeah, but like i'm like body. there's other things that are a huge turn off and to she me. seems she seems cool but oh, we're digressing so he goes they go and meet her family her parents live in some condo in probably near where jason lives it looked like burbanky <laughs> Glendale, like mid, like could have been Woodland yeah. Hills, like over the hill somewhere in LA. Um, they go to the, her condo and I don't know if they decorate these places for them, but I was getting a, I was very nervous when he walked in because the place was over decorated. There was a lot of chots tchotchkes and hanging beads and buddhas everywhere it was it was very cramped i don't know who decorated but it was it was overdone but what we did learn is she's got a younger brother and kendall has a what from what i could tell was an identical twin sister not nearly as hot Oh, I disagree. She was the hotter. Oh, no. Oh, no. How could you say she that? She was way hotter and had way better style. No, are you kidding me? I thought Kendall was way cuter. Um, pretty uneventful date, though, would you say, Jason? Well, the, the twin sister ends up being the cock blocker of each of them. Like She basically spent this uh, this family date telling both of them that neither of them are really ready to do this. And then... The uh, father basically tells Ari, yeah, Kendall's not the get married right now thing. She actually needs to date someone and know someone for a while before she considers mar- – again, this this whole family and Kendall are far too rational for this show. I mean whoever did the casting this year, they, they got like four really smart women that, uh, that look at things far too reasonably, and Kendall's just one of them. Uh, yeah. Clearly, she's made it clear – she makes it clear that, hey, I feel like I could, I like you and I feel like I could like you more if we got to know each other better. But if you propose to me with some Neil and some gaudy Neil Lane ring, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm going to say maybe later, like I'm not, right. I'm not getting engaged on the last episode. Maybe later, like when I'm the bachelorette. Yeah. Yeah. She could be making a play. Very oh, good point oh. there, Kate. Um, so yeah, I'm not sure if they're gypsies or what. There were beads hanging, but he, he left and things were kind of up in the air with Kendall. You're like, huh? It's, it's, it could be unlikely that she gets a rose. He then heads to Arkansas, Wiener, Arkansas, <laughs> where they, it's not what it's called. It's called it? Wiener, Arkansas. And there's a lot of signs, Wiener general store, Wiener. And imagine, like your favorite episode of the Dukes of Hazard, except the Dukes of Hazard takes place in a way worse place. That's <laughs> Wiener, Arkansas. And they even started out by there. They're like, they're like, Hey, let's go dirt track racing. Cause I, I'm a race car driver. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he, and he yeah. does that. He does that. Um, like I, like the, the third, uh, fast and furious movie. What was it called? Like, uh, Asian fade or whatever the hell no, they that's use. That's the that. second. I thought that was the second one. Total, Tokyo, Tokyo drift. drift. That's oh, the, the drift. The Asian drift. fade. Whatever the hell you want to call it. it. He uses the drift to, I mean, yeah, he drifts well. around the track. Yeah. He's, he's a good like driver. A drifter. Uh, yeah, he is. I, I surmise. Yes, totally. He does. Uh, he, and, and, but also she isn't a professional driver and he's just fucking lapping the track with her blowing <laughs> dirt all over the whole time. Like it's like you could, you take your chick miniature golfing. If you're the kind of guy that does that, I would never do that. Obviously, if you're Daniel LaRusso and you take your chick, um, Zoftig Alley 
uh, and the karate kid, you take her miniature golfing. <laughs> you don't just fucking start making holes in one all over the place. Like you, you downplay your ability a little bit. Let her win a few holes. Ari right? is a bore and a show off. Yeah. He sucks. Um, then they go home. They meet the family. And I'm, I'm sure this is a palatial residence for the Wiener, <laughs> Arkansas. I mean, I, this home is vying for worst hometown. I mean, there was no, there was no, up there with Claire's sad. Oh yeah, that house was pretty bad. That was pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's fine. It is what it is. They uh, her her it is what it her is. Her family, sad. her family is there. She has a she has a brother that looks like he was just recently paroled. Wait, was- is this Uncle Gary or is no? That this isn't Uncle. Becca's? No, the, yeah, we're not there yet. Um, she's got a brother. Oh, the dad with the walrus mustache. Yes, <laughs> yes, she has a she has a um, big big jolly dad oh, and yeah. then some overweight family members. Um, but the real star of the show, of course, was the pigs in a blanket laid out on the table as there an was, appetizer. There's quite a pile of Can them. I just there. cut in. There was pigs in a blanket, and then there was pigs. Not in their blankets. <laughs> it, was, it was weird. Picks on toothpicks. Yeah. There was yeah. there was both in a blanket and not in a blanket. And I and I noticed Aunt Carol went for the non blanketed pigs, which I found kind of interesting. She might be doing the whole thirty. You I don't. don't know. She doesn't appear to be somebody that's a real carb conscious eater. But Brian what do I know? Beckner. What What do I know? <laughs> um, yeah, and it, this again, this date. It, it, this is a pretty boring episode and it is every year. Like they, they play up that this guy's going to get his ass handed to him by the methed out brother and the um, fat dad. And they end up just being like, Hey, you know, don't fuck with my sister or don't fuck with my daughter. Like, don't be a dick. And he's like, no, I, I'm going to treat her right. Oh, cause T is so sweet. T is a low key fucking bitch. She's got, she's got breast implants. We, we, we learn a little bit more about she her later in the episode. She will fucking cut you. She is the most competitive of all the girls. Uh, and, and, and by the way, by the way, I mean, one thing that was made clear about 900 times in this family date was that she has dated some real assholes? Like she, she obviously has awful judgment in men, or well, where she or, lives. Or, or, or Arkansas just has yeah. a bunch of wife beating assholes. It, I think it has a lot to do with the the choice in the bucket. And, and absolutely. Th- and this episode, um, I mean, this particular family date had the uh, the father who said, "If you hurt her, I can Google you." And then, uh, and then the meth out brother who, yeah, I think he is a meth dealer and uses a lot of meth. He did make the, uh, the comment. I think the exact quote was, um, you know, I heard you're a little bit of a playboy. They call you the kissing bandit. And then he says, is that something I could look forward to? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a that little exact, weird. That exact question. I'm not even sure what, what that means. Do you? I, I, I'm just stoked that Ari didn't un, didn't one up him and be like, "Look, I know I've I've heard that too. They call me the Kissing Bandit, and he's like, but if you really knew, um, my real nickname is the Fingering <laughs> Bandit. So it's it's best. We, let's just go with kissing. So gross. Uh, anything to add on that date, Jason Stewart? No, that's it. And and again, you and I have Tia going like finals or even winning this thing. So yeah, that it was really kind of a strange thing to experience this. It, I don't know if this hometown like 
Uh, anyways, we'll, we'll flash forward to the. Uh, I don't want to give away anything, so go ahead. So we, we move all, on to Becca. It's always just one thing. It's always weird when the brother is a little too close and too worried and too possessive of his yep. sister. And yeah, especially yes. in Arkansas. I, I have a sister, and uh, I don't. I can tell you with all sincerity, I've never interviewed one of her suitors. I've never. I like hey. Shake their hand, like I don't, uh, I don't, I just don't have the same, uh, and I think most <laughs> brothers don't have the same sort of possessiveness. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, okay, so then he he heads north, way north, as far as I can tell, to the Minnesota area where it's frigid, like frozen, fucking cold. He meets right. Becca. Everyone's got like a heavy coat on. Ari, and this may play into your theory that you've been going with the whole season. Ari's wearing a scarf. Yeah. I mean, I mean <laughs> most heterosexual men don't go scarf. How many scarves do you own, Jason? Zero. Zero scarves. Yeah, I, I feel zero like scarves. that's like a affected um, race car driver thing. Um, could be. Well, he is European. I feel like Lewis Hamilton has some scarves. Right. Also too. European. Um, yeah. He's he's Dutch. It's so a Euro thing for could sure. Be. Um, they're they're all they're all bundled up. It's fucking freezing, and and she's she even says sorry it was so cold. And it's weird that they're doing an outdoor thing because I'm sure there's plenty of indoor places in Minnesota to be. Doesn't film as well. Also. Uh, their choice of date. Let's go pick apples. Do you typically pick apples in the dead of winter? Or is that is that my expectation of the warmth of spring in Minnesota? Here's the thing. If you rolled up to my house to pick me up for a date and said, hey, yo, yeah. it's 37 degrees outside. I'm going to take you apple picking. Even without the 37 degrees, my response would be, are you fucking kidding? Yeah. Are there is my question. Are there no grocery stores in the Minnesota area? Can we just go to a bar? Also, also why are they picking apples from what I, cause from what I could tell, there were at least 450 to 530,000 apples on the ground where they, yeah. where they were right. meant to be. No, picking let's them. climb an a-, a ladder and eat one straight off the tree that, May or may not have round up on it. Yeah the the whole th- the whole thing was terrible. They do they did a stupid like slingshot of the apples and and Becca says something weird. She says um, that she often goes apple picking with all of her best friends and her sisters, which I just thought, man, how fucking boring is Minnesota? There's not a lot to do there. Well, I mean, it it totally feeds into what I've been saying the entire season. This is the least interesting uh, contestant in the history of the show. I mean, she's fine looking. She's so boring. And she, she's she's a, not fine. She's a she's decent okay. person. She's okay. But he keep he has kept her along the entire way for whatever reason, and the apple picking just adds to this narrative that. I don't know how or why they cast her. She must have been a family member of one of the casting agents or something. She's completely uninteresting. I totally agree. The fact that she's made it this far is just so crazy to me. It's unbelievable. Um, so they, they go, they, they wrap up the apples. One thing I wanted to point out, they make caramel apples, which I have very highly ranked on my way too much fucking work to eat list. And then he does, he does a thing. Ari coats his, his apple with caramel. And then you think, 
oh, they're going to, they can dip it in something. And instead of like a normal, um, coating of maybe peanuts or almonds, something with a bit of a crunch, something salty to balance the caramel, the sweet caramel flavor and sweet apple flavor. What does this fucking maniac dip his caramel apple in? Goddamn rainbow sprinkles. This guy, this like guy, a five-year-old. This guy puts rain. This guy puts rainbow Stupid. sprinkles on his apple. I mean, it's that would kind of be man. such a deal breaker it's, for me. I can't he's wearing a scarf. You. He's wearing a scarf, and he's eating a rainbow sprinkle apple. I just, I just it's never like, seen anything like it. Oh, things were going so well. Um, it, it, the, key, it, the key, yeah, the key. I think the key word there is rainbow. Exactly. Great point. Great point, Jason. You've you've made this. You you caught on to this. Uh, first episode yeah. for, of the season. Um, then they, they head back to her house and things do her, her mom's house. Her dad has unfortunately passed away, which is terrible, but taking his place is some kooky, uh, religious kook uncle with a that cane. She's got with a cane. Yeah. Uncle Gary with the cane, you could tell. I mean, they, when they had, when they took the pre shots before they got there, you know, those like really, um, unnatural things where they just have the family talking back and forth and he's oh, like yeah. he basically told everybody he's going to give this guy the grilling and uh, not just everybody walks away with my Becca even though he's just the uncle uh, yeah totally I, and I, I almost feel your uh, conspiracy theory here Jason where at some point this Becca gets interviewed and she's like hey look I'm just, I'm whatevs. I'm a publicist. I'm from Minnesota. I'm okay looking. I'm nothing special. I'm not that interesting. But if I make it to hometowns, you got to see what I got in store at my house. And then (laughs) she goes like on YouTube or something to her uncle Gary doing a sermon or something. And she's like, this fucking guy is my father figure. You're going to get some great tape at my place and the producers are like they all kind of look at each other and like this chick knows what she's talking she's a publicist like she gets things on tv she gets things on the internet she knows what she's doing and i guarantee you she pitched this uncle gary early for, on for you that haven't seen the episode and and you just need a, a picture think of um think of any movie about vietnam or a movie that has a vietnam yeah. vet in it yeah and they just they're always on the fringe of either crying or having an emotional breakdown at any given point yeah he's very and red that, that's uncle gary totally 100 percent. uh that's a that's a good description um so then he's but things go pretty well they have a they have an overly aggressive make out uh, on her front porch before he jumps in an escalade and bounces and then he's off to make some time in virginia beach with lauren b and her fit little body tight little body on lauren b she's the body champ if she's if she does not win the final rose she for sure wins the body champ title i mean behind early out Caroline Lunny, R.I.P. Obviously, um, they go to her house. She's got she's got a big digs, a big uh, brick and mortar place. Very palatial. It's massive. It's weird that they're they're in this massive house, but every time she goes and talks to her mom, they have to lay on a bed. It's like there's no they have this huge house and there's not there's nowhere to sit down normally like in chairs where they can have a discussion they have to lay down on a bed with your with your mom which I find a little strange but whatever. Um she's from a military family which was which came up, right Jason? 
Well, it it really struck me, kind of like the, you know the Top Gun episode that we we broke down on this podcast. Yeah, it was. It kind of reminds me of um, what's his name, Tom Skerritt's home. Like it, you right. can tell he's a high ranking uh, pilot. He, yeah, pilot officer. in the military, and yeah, he, he's he been in has, the shit. You could tell that uh, the government is taking care of him. He's set for life. He's in a good place. He's got this haughty ass daughter who's gotten better looking with every episode. And well, I could, I could, I'll tell you this much. Remember, I said last week, it's real easy to film silence. In other words, yeah, yeah. you know, you've been on a, a set, Kate. Like you could film silence all day, and then if you edit it correctly, you could make it look like it was dreadfully boring and 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 stunting. And that's yeah. what they did in this day. That's exactly what they, they did. They tried. They edited it to make it look a lot more uncomfortable than it was. I think right. it was totally fine. They also kind of previewed. They made the preview look like the dad was gonna. You know, which they always do. Bring a shotgun out and yeah. point it at Ari's head, but that didn't happen. Meanwhile, the dad was wine drunk. They go out the by the house pool. was nice. It was nice. It was nicer <laughs> from further away, yeah. in my opinion. But I mean, it's fine. It's definitely the nicest of all the homes for this. Oh, for sure. Um, Lauren, definitely the hottest. Super basic. Tight body. You look She's at that body. perfected giving that vibe off of a little bit of like that damsel in distress. Yeah. Like I need you and your big strong arms yeah. like to like help me. Yeah. Which Ari obviously finds so appealing. Yeah. Like it she plays to his like, you know, very um fragile ego and she's playing it very well. Yeah. She it's she plays She always the, looks like she's on the verge of tears. She's like, look at me like I've never had an orgasm. Like I've never been pleased properly. I've never been loved by a real man. And you can be that man, Ari. You can be him. Um, and so the, yeah, not a lot of personality drama there. Practically no personality on Lauren, but she's going to win, right? He's, he's the one. He, she's the one he's into her. She's hot. Like she's, she's, She's for, for what's left. She's hundred percent. The, the the thing about the show is we'll see how good the producers are at trying to like veer us away from being sure about that. Yeah. So uh, well, that's so, the thing. Yeah. To me, to me, it's like this. It's I, and I haven't read any spoilers or, or never. Or, uh, no spoilers. Anything, but yeah. it, I, I would. I'm ninety nine percent sure it's her. And one of the one of the, uh, I guess telltale signs in this episode, he's just sitting at the table. And he's sweating bullets. And yeah. Ari, Ari leads all bachelors in the history of the show and removing himself from a scene. Like, remember I told you last week, like, the only time you ever see people like, could I uh, remove themselves for, to, just to get a, a breath of fresh air or something? That only happens in movies. That's like something that screenwriters like to do to add drama. Right. Real people don't do real it. Life. Yeah. Ari keeps doing it. He does yeah. it at least twice in this episode where he just gets up from the table, says, please excuse me. And he goes into the other room and vents to a producer about how, uh, how nervous he is. And you don't get that way unless that's the family, right? I don't, I don't think that. Isn't that a telltale sign that this is the one he's choosing and he's really fucking nervous? Yeah, exactly. Also, he – so last week – was it last week? She drops the the dreaded ILU, the, the 143, yeah. and he has to excuse himself. Yeah. So And he doesn't return the ILU. And a lot of people on Twitter were like um, – to, to Lauren? He has to, before, though. He hasn't. And he has? she – no. Wait, 
he's falling deeply in love. I think he said to her last he week. He said, eventually. "Oh, he did." Eventually. Oh, okay. He did say it eventually, but yeah. he didn't. Say, he didn't respond right away when she right. said it. And then he, then he, this week, the mom is not into Ari. She's playing a little hardball and she's like, I don't know. Like you've been fingering all these chicks. Like what's going on? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, it's no, I'm like, I'm, I'm really into your daughter. Like I want to, I definitely want to get this thing to the fantasy suite. And, uh, she, he's like, I'm falling in love with her. And this is the only girl he said that to. I don't know if they're trying to send us down a road or not. But, um, he's, he's said it twice now. Um, and so I don't know if they're trying to trick us, but it seems like she's the one. Um, so then we get to the, the dreaded rose ceremony and they, they're really having to stretch things out. Something to add, Jason? So let me, let me just, before we get to the rose ceremony, this is my theory, right? Um, he at this point has Lauren be chosen. It's up to him, and I guess the producers have some say in this, of choosing the women that are going to be the easiest to let go at given junctures. Like the more you string them along, the harder it gets to let them go. And I think he has strategically chosen, um, and after we reveal who gets the, who doesn't get the rose, but he strategically chosen a couple women that he could easily say goodbye to, and he could put it on them. He could tell Kendall, for example, that she wasn't ready to get married, right? She could totally put it on her. So he could string her along to the end if he wants. Good point, I think. Yes, but the flip side of that is it makes better television when the chick is like really like irate when she gets broken up with. Yeah. Um, I just was, I'm just, this is what Lauren said to her mom. She said, I know you guys are going to be skeptical about it, but he's so much like me. Oh yeah. Boring. Yes. Fucking boring. boring yes. Fuck. <laughs> I've never dated anyone before where I feel like me. We can be sitting in a room full of 15 <laughs> girls and I know exactly what he's thinking. I told him that I was falling in love with him and he was like, I am falling deeply in love with you too. I know that's very honest and genuine person, and he wouldn't say that to me if he were saying it to other people. And she's right. He hasn't said to the other two girls, I'm falling in love with you. And also, bachelors aren't supposed to like say the L word in any type of contest context. So he's kind of broken protocol here. Oh, no doubt. Totally. And and he told, uh, I think he told her mom or her dad in a strange exchange they were like, "What you know? What do you like best about her?" And he did, he said something along the lines of, um, what, "What did he say? Didn't he say something about um, when we're sitting together? Or no, no. When, if I'm like having a bad day or something, I could just look at her and my day is better." I yeah, think that's what he said. And so like that. he said nothing about her, right? He just said he just said that yeah. she looks good and it makes him happy. <laughs> like, tell me something that you like yeah. about my daughter, and it's like, oh, she makes me feel fucking great about me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, he's such an idiot. Yeah, he is. He's pretty big douche. Um. So then we get to the rose ceremony, and Ari is fucking emotional. All the girls are there, and I will say this. They all seem to have picked their dresses up at the eyewitness news collection. I, I feel like, um, Kendall or who's the one? I think Lauren had, the, had a black thing on. I feel like she was about to walk over her, to the green screen. Her dress was better. She, she had the best dress. Of, it was a little bit more red carpet. <laughs> yeah. It flared out this, and it was long. Whatever Tia was wearing was like, she looked like she was on to, on her way to a Venezuelan well, she had pageant. She like nude skin color cut out. 
number. Yeah, it was on. all it was white. Right with the new yeah like, yeah cutouts, chest yeah, right. yeah. Um, so the 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 styling I'm not sure about. Um, but Ari gets up there. You can tell he's emotional, and then he's like, "Hey, Kendall, can we talk? Can we have a chat?" At which point, Tia maybe gets a bad edit because she's like very vocal. Like, what's going on here? Is he? Is he in, is he thinking of sending her home? And, and if so, then, um, you know, is she going to talk her way out? Blah, blah, blah. But Ari goes over and he's she like, makes one of the most, she, she makes one of she the say? most obvious statements in the history of the show. I mean, she's breaking this down. She says, um, I, I mean, it's almost like, I think he's trying to decide between her and one of us. <laughs> yes. Right. Of course, like he's talking to her for a reason. And you might be thinking, hey, he wants to go. He's a gentleman and he wants doesn't want to embarrass her and he wants to go let her down easy. And she's made some statements where she's like, hey, I don't you know, I'm not definitely not ready to get married. And maybe he goes and has a conversation with her and, and gets her to say, hey, look, yeah, you're right. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this has gone too far. But she just she does the opposite. She doubles down on her thing where she's like, yeah. hey. No, I'm feeling you. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I don't want it to seem like I'm not into you. I'm totally into you. I for sure will be giving it up next week in fantasy suites, but I'm not, I'm not ready to get married. I may be at some point down the road. And then she comes back and it's still kind of looking like she's going to go, right? Did, did, am I the only one that thought she was leaving, Jason? Oh, absolutely. They made it out to be that way. And that was, that's why the end of this is a great, uh, kind of a great twist, but like, for me, it's like again, Kendall. She keeps proving. Uh, she keeps like impressing me with how rational she is. Like, hundred percent, hundred percent. We've we've only spent Huge maybe a Kendall total fan. of three hours together, and I can't say that I'm going to marry you. I mean, that's that's far too too reasonable for this show. Hundred percent, of course. Uh, Kate McManus, your thoughts on the Kendall Ari chat? Um, I always know that we're being manipulated because that's what this show does. Right. So you have to expect it. Here's Olympic. the thing. He's going to choose Lauren. It's just a matter of who's going to be the runner up and it will be like the most least likely. So probably Kendall. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, well, I, th- I thought for sure it was going to be Tia. So he starts handing out roses and the first one just. At this point, you should expect it that, that Becca K is just always going to get a rose and she gets one again. Yep. Uh, followed by Lauren B and her fit little body. And it comes down to Kendall, who he's just had a conversation with and Tia and her Arkansas dress. And Kendall gets the rose and Tia gets bounced. Just a big, gut punch. A big gut. shock. Big shock. Because because Tia was she's into him like she she really thought they had a connection she had those big implants like she had it all working for her. she announced that she would move to Scottsdale like everything was was working in her favor and it just wasn't to be and again I'll I've said it a million times I'll say it again these women are contestants on a game show that are the only people that aren't aware that they are contestants on a game show, but cause she immediately starts questioning herself. What did I do wrong? How could I have, how could I have been different? And he goes to comfort her and he's like, look, I just, you know, I just like these other chicks better. What am I, what am I supposed to say? 
Yeah, and and this is why I really do think, and and I know um, Kate thinks differently, but to me, it's you send Tia home now so that you don't have to deal with her meth brother after you take her to the fantasy <laughs> suite and have sex with her. Like yes. the more you keep Tia, the more combustibility is going to happen, and that's why it's it's interesting to Kate's point why the show didn't force him to take her along because she's going to be the most dramatic. And that, so he's so. Let's think about who he's taken. Lauren B, who he's going to uh, uh, propose to, of course. And then Becca, who's just so uh, kind of like such easy to shed because she doesn't make any kind of impression. And then now he's got a built-in excuse why uh, he and Kendall couldn't work. So I, I think that the, the the top three, I guess you could say, is so determined. It's just you wonder which ones are not going to have sex with him next week. Oh, for sure. Um, he has yes. no sexual chemistry with Becca. He's going to oh, do she, it. She thinks he, they do. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, I wasn't really buying the whole scary Tia's scary brother. So yeah, I don't know. He, I just didn't buy it. He looked like he was, I don't think anyone from that household was really coming for Ari. He would look like he was in uncle Gary on the other, maybe hand. A, a bad motorcycle accident <laughs> or he caught, you know, he caught a bad one in the joint. Um, something just wasn't like something wasn't clicking in the old brain on uh, on the brother, whatever his name was. I don't really get his name. Um, so we move oh, wait, on. So Fantasy Suites is all three. So Fantasy right? Suites is Becca, Kendall and Lauren B. Uh, my question to you guys is this. Lauren B seems so obviously the winner that are they going to throw us a curveball? And frigid. Because remember a couple seasons ago with boring ass Ben, you thought for sure he was picking Jojo. Jojo was smoking hot. He takes her to the fantasy suite. He tells her he loves her. And at the last minute, he goes with that Lauren chick. She might have also been a Lauren B. Basic Lauren's always It's crazy. Win. Always weird, yeah. By so, the way, you, yeah. you bring up Jojo. I, I am shocked that she's still with Aaron Rodgers' brother and Ben is like doing all these other things. He's yeah. doing like the, whatever the winter games are. He's on there now. I'm sure he'll he'll do the uh, he'll do the island or whatever the hell they do, paradise something or another. Bachelor um, in paradise, of course. I thought Ben. I thought Ben for sure would have been settled down 100%. and start having babies. Hundred percent. He's from Indiana. He wanted to run for Congress or something. He sold software. Like everything was lined up. I was kind of shocked by that too, Jason. And and they did a reality show together. You know, they. It seemed like they were going to go the. Yeah. Who's the, who's the real boring virgin that married that half Asian chick, Kate? Oh, Sean Lowe. <laughs> Sean Lowe. Yeah, Sean and Catherine. That's your name. Yes. Yeah, Sean and Catherine. I I, I could see them um, getting into that mold. That was the one that the ending that you spoiled for me. That's right. We were on opposite sides of the world. Uh, okay. Anything else to add, Jason Stewart? You go first. Um, looking forward to Fantasy Suites, but before Fantasy Suites is Women Tell All on right. Sunday night. Yes. Um, update on Caroline Lunny. She has yet to respond to my outreach, even though. Uh, David Bray is, has uh, has yes. been working hard to book her. Um, she did. She has been Instagram storying a bunch of stuff about her being deathly sick and how yeah. she went to the women tell all sick and anyone that she hugged, they better uh, get medicine. So maybe that's the reason why she's not responding to me. Maybe she's uh, she's sick. 
She's super attractive. She needs to be on Bachelor in Paradise. Kate McManus, such a joy to have you here. You have not such been a, watching the season at all. So happy you're here. here. No, I kind of like started watching maybe three episodes ago, like a little bit. And then last night I watched it. Right. Our, our Bachelor correspondent is too cool for The Bachelor. That reminds <laughs> me, you brought up David Bray. We have an email from him quickly before we sign off. A couple of emails. Hey, Brian and Jason. Loved last week's podcast and thanks and hope Catherine isn't off the table as she responded again. He means Caroline. He thinks her name's Catherine. Uh, yet this dude's, yes, this dude seems to be adult, but also pick some smart women in the end. Kendall, in the test, the merchandise suites that are upcoming, I think Becca K will do anything. Oh, no doubt. Including opening door number two. <laughs> That's not a first date move, David Bray. Uh, just to win the game show. Not my cup of tea, but this chick seems desperate for him. On that note, do you think any previous bachelor has asked a contestant if it was okay to open that door? Well, my, my, we, remember there was a drama with, uh, with was it Claire? Claire, and the, yeah. and the Hispanic guy. Remember, yes. remember he said something in the helicopter Juan, about Juan something. And you and yeah. somebody along the way theorized that it was about anal sex or something. I think he was just like, I liked, I liked the way you fucked me last night or something, <laughs> <laughs> something like that. I don't, I don't think anal was a whole house. My guess is maybe one or two times at the most bachelor or bachelorette. Keep up the awesome work. You guys, you have my women at work listening now. That's from David and Salt Lake. And one more. Hey, Brian and Jason. And he spells this. I'm going to get do his joke for him because he spells Jason, J-E-I-G-H-S-O-N. Do you think Ari felt like a beta while meeting the girls' meathead, militaristic, hunting, Trump-supporting families? Seeing that Euro in those small towns was like putting a fork in the microwave. Thanks. That's from Rusty in Florida. Jason, do you, do you, do you think he was looking like a beta? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't even know what that email means, but it's really funny. I don't even know. Explain that. What the hell does that? I don't mean? know. Uh, he's just. He's just. <laughs> it was funny. Also, he sends along a clip, at, and this is a clip from the Rome show, and he wants to know if this is you. Let me see. If, let me know if you can hear this, Jason. Let's see. All right. Quickly, we go back to the phones. We go to a SoCal in Los Angeles. CL, what's up? Nice to have you on the program. Jim, long time, first time. Um, I, I just kind of want to make this, uh, bring this up to your attention if you weren't aware, but, uh, Rudy Galindo, um, was proven to be, uh, HIV positive, uh, this morning over the wire. And I'm just wondering if you received this email. Um, dear Jim, shocked to hear about Rudy. Signed Greg Luganis, Richard Simmons, Charles Nelson Riley. Okay, <laughs> You? Jason, clearly not you. I don't know why anybody would accuse you of making that heinous, heinous phone call to the Rome show. Obviously not you. Debunk this immediately. I agree. I'm not even sure why they would think that was me. I mean, it's it's clearly just a guy named C.L. in SoCal. I mean, that that's a very what? common name. And, yeah, and <laughs> what 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 would you think C.L. would stand for? I have no idea, but I mean, maybe uh, Cleve Littleton or something like that, or you know. But I, yeah, Cleve, Cleve and Fullerton was a caller. I remember him. Cleve, Cleve. Cleve and Fullerton, yeah, he he's been a caller too. Yeah, yeah. I I have no idea where that where you're going with that man. I, yeah, I, me either. Fact, it's crazy. In fact, I kind of feel like I've uh, 
I'm being ambushed a little bit. Yeah, and, not uh, cool. Not cool. I, I'm, I, clearly I'm not, not you. I'm not admitting to anything. Clear, clearly not you. Uh, okay, that'll do it for us. Thank you very much for joining the program. Everyone that listens, tell your friends, rate the show on iTunes, do all of that. Reach out, reach out like those uh, emailers did. We're getting towards the end of the season. So if there's any any new blood, fresh meat out there that wants to weigh in on what's happening this season as we get to get towards the end, please feel free to hit us up mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Excellent job all the way around for Jason Stewart. Yo! For Kate McManus. My name is Brian Beckner. This is the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. <laughs>